All right. All rolling. right. Welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Sweno. I'm Dave Tenney. And I'm going to rely on Dave to tell me where we left off. Cause... I think I'm supposed to read this time. All right. Uh, let me get my glasses on because everything's blurry. Ah, Romans 14, 14. All right. Uh, it says, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended, or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Um, happy is he who does not condemn himself on what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. All right. It really harkens back to that idea of conscience, and harkens back to that idea of putting putting others first and, yeah. and, and loving them. Yeah, absolutely. So, right at the beginning there, Paul says, he says, I'm convinced, he says, there is nothing unclean of itself. And I can't help but think about uh, Peter in Acts chapter 10. Peter, Peter at one time would have been one of those who would have had a problem with clean and unclean food. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, he had, but God changed his mind about it. But, you know, he, Paul says there's nothing unclean of itself. Right. Um, so he's talking about foods, right? Right. And that's, and that's something that would have been uh, a change in thinking. Yeah. With, with the Jews. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's just, he's just reiterating the same thing that in Acts chapter 10, when, when, you know, Peter was asked to go see Cornelius, and he saw the vision and uh, mm-hmm. all the different animals around the sheet, and, and they were some of them were unclean. And it said, "Rise, Peter, kill and eat." And right. God said, "You know what I've made clean? Don't I can't remember how he, how that's worded, but mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he says, don't call things unclean that that are clean.' Now. Right. So, yeah, and and the idea of just uh, of you know bearing with. What may may be the weaker brother? Yeah, you know, and and not being those that are, are uh, running to contention. Right. So that's why I think it says if your brother is grieved because of your food, mm-hmm. you are no longer walking in love. Right. So yeah. You, well, tell me what I can do. I'll eat it if I want to. Yeah. I don't care what he thinks. You know. <laughs> and that's the wrong attitude. I don't right. care what he thinks. Well, that's yeah. the problem. Yep. You know. So we got to be careful about that. And that's. Uh, you know, all the more uh, what we see in society, 
uh, is that idea of, well, I don't care what he thinks. Uh, yeah. You know, we, uh, if we would, if we would listen <laughs> yeah, and we would then reason and understand, you know, be, be able to use our, our, our thinker <laughs> that we yeah. were given uh, and we would reason with one another and listen and, and hear each other out. Uh, we, we would, uh, we would do better. Uh, he says, do not destroy with food the one whom Christ died, the mm-hmm. one for whom Christ died. So, you know, don't, don't drive them away from the faith. Right. Because you want to eat hot dogs or bacon. Right. And even though I would say wrap that hot dog in bacon. Right. <laughs> but if that offends somebody, you know, you better not do that. Yeah. Or, you, yeah. or if you're going to do it, you better do it at home. I know somebody who doesn't, uh, who won't eat pork of any kind. Yeah. Um, not because of a religious reason. They just like pigs, and they don't like the oh. thought of of eating one. I like pigs and too. They're delicious. <laughs> that's the way. I, that's the way I think. But we make provision for yes, them yes, when absolutely. we're around them, and you don't have pork. Now I draw the line at. Fake bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you, Turkey you bacon. Can, you can have that, but you got to have some real bacon in the mix there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so when that person's over, you just don't have bacon or anything. Right. Yeah. There's lots of other things to eat. Right. And I think that's what Paul's kind of saying here. He says, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. He says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness, a peace, enjoying the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I think we go back to, you know, when when you're making all of these sorts of things issues, mm-hmm. the problem is what it doesn't matter which which party you're talking about, you know, they're 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 worried about fleshly things, worldly things, right, instead of spiritual things. Now the these this passages, these passages that we're reading you know, they, they are pertaining directly to, you know, the first century church, those coming out of Judaism and all of the things that, that came about there. But what, what's the takeaway for us today? You know, what uh, fast forward to today, what, what, can we, what can we take from this in the Lord's church today? Well, I think first off, uh, I, my belief is, is you can't apply this to every situation. Right. Because that's what gets done. That's what creates a lot of arguments. And I, I, but I, I've said this in the last episode. Somebody will say it's a Romans fourteen issue, and a lot of times when people say that, immediately I think no, it's a, it's a you don't understand the scriptures issue. So or, or there's a there's a misunderstanding of the scriptures here. Mm-hmm. If you're making that point, because listen, John, I, I Romans fourteen is about observing days and eating food. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do you leave a little bit of? I guess we've kind of already talked about this, but there's a. Do you, do you leave a little bit of a opening there for the idea that you know that we need to, like verse fifteen, if your brother is grieved because of your food, you're no longer walking in love. So, could we make that uh, parallel with you know today if if we are doing things to spite our brethren? And, and we and we can yeah. find that elsewhere in scripture, too. but that might be something completely. That might be actually something that's sinful. Mm-hmm. That this wouldn't even need to apply to. Yeah, that's I mean? true. Yeah. That's what I said. I think I think what happens the, the problems we get with Romans fourteen 
is we start applying it outside of what its application is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's simple to understand in its context, right? Mm -hmm. But when we start moving away from its context, now it starts getting complicated. Right. Because, listen, the first thing is, is Romans 14 is not talking about sin. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in here that's talking about anything that's sinful. Right. Where was that? Where did you start reading? In, in, in 14. Yeah, there's nothing unclean of itself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're not talking about things that are sinful. And a lot of times I think what happens is when people talk about some issue and they try to relate it back to 14, mm -hmm. Romans 14, they're actually talking about something that might may be sinful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's I'm like, well, there's some good thinking. You know, maybe that's mm -hmm. this isn't the place to go for that. Right. Because, you know, even the example... You know, like like I was bringing up, you know, the spite to spite your brother. You, you know, because that if you're if you're um, if you're doing what we're talking about here in Romans fourteen, uh, if if you're doing something that causes your brother to be upset, yeah. you know, it, in effect, you know, that would be you know doing it to spite them. Yeah. As we said, that attitude of well, I just don't care, but you're right. That's spoken of in other places of the scripture, right? Versus, okay, so. Two brethren get in an argument about which songbook to use, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so we, we try to make this, maybe we'll try to make that a Romans 14 argument. Right. Right. Because maybe that songbook, one of the songbooks has some songs that, that the one person doesn't agree with. Right. You know, we'll try to make that a, but, but really if, if there's some songs that are actually unscriptural, mm -hmm. well then that's a whole other issue. Right. Right. I, 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 all I'm saying is, you know, and does that, and does that make the whole book bad? The whole book bad, right? Exactly. Because it's not unclean in of itself. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think you can. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, don't apply Romans 14 right. to every situation. Now, right. here's here's some things where I think you can apply Romans 14 to: mm -hmm. Christmas, Easter, um, even today, kosher foods. Right. You know. Uh, you could talk about Halloween. You could talk about all different sorts of things that relate to days and food, mm -hmm. and use and use the teachings here to understand those things. Right. Yeah, and there's there's concepts here. here here's yeah. where my brain keeps going back to. There's concepts here that can be carried over yes. throughout our life as Christians because it's we're gaining again the mind of Christ when we read these things yeah. and when we see how Christ uh, would uh, would tackle these things, or how the Holy Spirit would tackle these things, yeah. uh, the, these issues, that, that gives us an example. Yeah. And as we, as we carry forward the concept, uh, yeah. we can see that, you know, God hasn't changed. Right. And we see in other places yeah, I, I think you're probably. I have to do some more thinking, but I think you're probably right that most of these these other things that perhaps we want to apply to this scripture, um, they don't always. We, fit. we can find other places that will support that idea. the The last few verses of Romans fourteen are really this is this is if we wanted to make a broad application mm -hmm. in Romans fourteen, it's starting at verse nineteen is where we can make a broad application, right? He says, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. 
Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's really what all of this kind of <laughs> is kind of leading towards this. That's why the therefore is there. Right, therefore, right? So Ephesians chapter 4, the first three verses. Um, it says, Paul says there, he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. He says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope, you were calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I think the, the, he's kind of basically, that's the same thought. Mm hmm. Is the as Romans fourteen is basically about, right? Yeah. That, that we we would in lowliness and gentleness, long suffering, we would bear with one another in love. Yeah, we would try to keep the unity of spirit. So, so the Jewish and Gentile Christians were having problems because of food and days, right? And they weren't treating each other the right way, right? So Paul addresses all of those things, and then he says, "Okay, let's. This is what you're supposed to do: mm-hmm. pursue things that make for peace." Right? He says, "Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food," and he mentions that over and over. Do not let your good. Uh, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Right. Right. Uh, he says, "If your brother is grieved because of your food." He keeps going back to these things. And that's why I say, you know, that's what this chapter is. It's what the context is about. It's about food and days. Right. It isn't about other things. He says, all things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. Talking about food again. It is, it is neither to eat, It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother's soul is offended or is made weak. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and here's just, just thinking. Um, if we were to try to make a broader application of this, then we would run into a line. I think everyone, perhaps in, in varying to varying degrees, would draw a line somewhere and say, "Well, you can't apply it to this yes. far." So, so if that's true, then then none of those lines you, you you just can't do that. No, you can't. You you have to if if you start to get yourself entangled then you need to turn around and go back to the context, as yeah. you've pointed out, and then and realize that, you know, that's not the place to make your point. You know, yeah. and, and perhaps we're guilty of this. You know, uh, uh, I'm sure uh, myself and many other preachers are guilty of, you know, we've got this idea, we know this is right, so let's find a scripture that supports our thought. Right. You know, and, 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 then and we that, doesn't, that doesn't always, yeah. We're not always true to the context if that's the way we're attacking it. Yeah, so. yeah. So my 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 view on Romans fourteen, there are some broad lessons about pursuing peace, mm-hmm. right, and and being careful how we we uh, judge another person, right, 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 because God's the judge, you know. So we don't want to judge a person on how they what they're eating or uh, what days they observe. Yeah, 
right? You know, there might be a lesson. I, I'm sure we could do this throughout the scriptures, but I'm just thinking about this, and we, we joke a lot about why is the therefore, therefore. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but you could probably make a lesson on the therefores of Romans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, just, and just speak about those therefore statements and then go back and say, this is what it's talking about. And there's yeah. your... Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have so, to work on that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a series. Right. Actually. You can make a whole series yeah. about that. But yeah, Romans 14, it's about food and days. Mm -hmm. There's there's a few broad lessons, but, you know, I think we got to be careful how we apply it. Yeah. All right. We're through Romans 14, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're only 16 minutes in. So let's go ahead and go to chapter 15. John, I think. We're going to be finishing Romans here pretty soon. All right. So, uh, you want you to got read any ideas where you want me to stop? At verse six. Okay. Romans fifteen at verse one. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he just continued on the same thought he was talking about in Romans 14, right? Yeah. Right, so now he goes back to those who are strong. If, if you if if you know that um, maybe somebody's holding to some view that's not necessarily scriptural, mm -hmm. like, and, and we have to say, and those views have to be related to food mm -hmm. or days, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what the context is. So somebody's observing a day or, or abstaining from a food. Those people that know that that's okay. Our instruction is to bear with the scruples of the weak. Mm -hmm. So our, our, we may be getting a little we, we may be getting a little bit past that context of, of Romans fourteen and and moving now now he's kind of maybe broadening the scope a little bit. He might be because of, of talking about the scruples of the weak, right? Um, but I think it goes all the way back. It's definitely connected to verse. 14, chapter 14 and verse 1 yeah. says he, he was weak in the faith. So 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 we ought to bear with the scruples of those that are weak in the faith mm -hmm. in context. Right. And not to please ourselves. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the that's the point which we can take a little broader. Yeah. Is that, you know, if you're bearing with the scruples of the weak. And not to please ourselves, because sometimes we might be able to say, well, yeah, you know, so and so they're weak, but I know better, but I'm going to play along, you know, and, and we can have, we, we can have kind of a high minded yeah. thinking about that. And, and I think that's what we're kind of being told. Don't yeah. do that. You know, do, do this because it leads to them yes. being stronger. You're building your brother up. Yes. And maybe in time, you know, just, just reading beyond, uh, maybe in time you can think that, uh, you know, perhaps they'll, they'll, loose maybe they'll loosen up their scruple you know as far as uh as far as that thing but for now you work on building them up and and, and not tearing them down and saying well yeah i know but you're the weaker brother 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> right. Right. And who knows, it may be me that's the weaker brother. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, we always got to make sure that, you know, we have, we are open-minded enough to, right. to to go to the scriptures and try to... Verse, verse 3, the ultimate example Yeah, there. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, mm-hmm. leading the edification. Yeah, and, and, and again, uh, for even Christ did not please himself. I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus over and over talk, said about talked about you know, he didn't do his will, but the Father who sent me. Even even when he was about to be crucified in the cross, he's praying in the garden. Mm-hmm. He said, "Not my will, but thine." Right. Right. So um, he says that he says, but is it written the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me? So that was uh, from Psalm. 69.9, I believe. Um, then he makes this brought this statement um, because he, so he quotes the, one of the Psalms and then he says, whatsoever things were written before were written for our learning and through the patience and comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. Yeah. So here's what, now he starts talking about patience. Yeah. That that, that's the, the next part of the continuum, because if we're going to do these things, we've got to exercise them. Right. Yeah, so if, you, if you're dealing with um, some issue uh, about uh, food or days being observed, and you're, you're going along with it uh, so you don't offend your brother, um, and then he uses this example about Jesus, and that, that he, was, uh, um, he, he followed God's will, and then, it, then he says, you know, the scriptures are written for our learning. It says, now the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another mm-hmm. according to Jesus Christ. So, yeah. God's going to be patient with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he has been patient with you. Right. And, and Jesus was patient. Yeah. Right. He says, and then he says that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, yeah. And that's that, that again, that unity. Right. And, and you know, that's a hot button subject or topic in the religious world today, unity. Yeah. And, you know, so if we draw, if we draw the idea that, you know, that we just, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to just be nice to each other and, and, Never get into a never get into a dis- disagreement about anything. You know where does that lead? You know that leads well, us. For, if, if we're being, if, if we're un, if we're united for the sake of unity, then then we've missed the mark. Right. It's the the united. We're to be united in Christ, right. in His Word, not not when the things that that make them happy or them happy. Right. And and we'll go back to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about, you know, if somebody has got problem with food or days, that's mm-hmm. what Romans 14 is about, you know, just to, to, to work through that with them. Right. You know, don't offend them because of those things, because right. they don't matter. Right. And and then he's talking about, OK, now you got to have patience. Mm hmm. I think all all of this. I think Romans thirteen fourteen, it's looking like Romans fifteen. They're all, all kind of tied together. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. There's no doubt. I do see. I. I, I 
and this may bear out differently as we continue to read and think in this direction, I do see a broadening of yes, the context absolutely. there. Yeah, we're, I do too. we're now, you know, we're, we're opening it up so that we can apply these concepts a little bit more broadly than just to... The, yeah, the, just the, to these two situations. Yeah. 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 He, he used the, those situations as examples. Yeah. And now he's saying, okay. And it's just the same way that, I mean, just to... In so many things, God said it first. God gave the first example. You know, when we go to school and we learn how to be a public speaker, perhaps, you know, we we learn to outline things in a way very similar to what the scriptures do for yeah. us over and over again. You start out with a concept that people can grasp a hold of, you know, know your audience. Yeah. And then and then you build upon that. This is what needs to be done. And then and then you bring it out to the application. And I think yeah. that's where we're getting to now. It makes it, that 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 path makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, as we've studied through Romans 13, 14 and 15, you know, somebody told me once, oh, you know, here's how you teach. Mm -hmm. You tell them what you're going to tell them. Then right. You tell them. You tell them what you told them. Exactly. And yeah. that's kind of what's. Yeah. And, and, and those are things that that people that men have figured out over the years, well, hey, this works. Well, guess what? God did it first. Right. Yeah. yeah so in, in, in uh, chapter 13, he talks about putting on Christ, mm -hmm. right? And not making a provision for sin, right? Right. And then in Romans 14, he uses some examples of how that's been going on. Yeah. You know, how, how, how maybe some things haven't been done right. And then in Romans 15 here, he's saying he goes, he circles back around yeah. to that same concept. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he said to put a Christ in Romans 13, the end. And here in Romans 15, he says, uh, he says, now may the God of patience come for grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Jesus Christ. That's putting on Christ again. Right. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. We read about similar things at the end of chapter 13, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's perhaps worth pointing out. I mean, most most of the people listening probably know this, but, you know, this is one letter. And just because we're, we've gone from Romans chapter 13 to 14 to 15, it's it's still part of the same letter. Yeah. You know, the, the divisions, you know, sometimes I think people, when they study the Bible, they think, well, I'm going to study this chapter. Yeah. So I've studied this chapter and then they stop. And then, yeah. but the context yeah. is in the rest of the letter. Yeah, when Paul wrote this, he didn't put chapter numbers in. Right, right. <laughs> it was just one big long letter. Yeah, if we were to talk to him and say, oh, I like what you said in Romans 14, 1. Yeah. <laughs> He'd say, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you said, oh, when you talked about days and, yeah. you know, then he could yeah. say, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really, you know, like we said in, in this in this part of the, of Romans, you know, Romans 13, 14, and 15 are kind of a group. Mm -hmm. You know, talk about similar <clears throat> things. Okay, yeah. let's move on to verse 7. All right. Is it my turn? Therefore, receive one another. Yeah, yeah, it is your turn. To is it? Go ahead. I, I won't step on your toast. He says, therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision of the truth of God to confirm the promises made by the fathers that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this 
I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing your name, which was Psalm 18.49. It says, and again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, of his people, which was taken from Deuteronomy 32.43. And again he says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. That's from Psalm 117.1. And again Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. So that's Isaiah 11, verse 10. Then it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm lucky because I just heard a lesson on Romans 15 uh, one Sunday ago. Oh, okay. So Matt DeVore at um, uh, the Worcester... Burbank Road Church of Christ yeah. did a lesson on on Romans fifteen. <laughs> so so I, I I I some of this stuff is fresh in mind from his lesson on this. Yeah. Um. But the thing that he points out here, okay, so he says, so he 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 goes through all of these things that we've been talking about, and he says, therefore, he says, receive one another, right? So you're mm-hmm. all you're all Christians now, just as Christ received us to the glory of God. He says, um. Uh, he says that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth to confirm the promises made by the fathers. Now, what promises? Well, first off, who were the fathers? The, the patriarchs. Yeah, so Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. That's the fathers. And he says, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. So now Paul points out these four scriptures from the Old Testament that mention the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think, I mean, what, how do you think the Jews um, looked at these scriptures? They probably skipped over them. <laughs> I think they may have. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, as, as it has become somewhat popular today with new translations of the scriptures, uh, people leave out conveniently the, yeah. the scriptures that 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 hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how did the Jews look at Psalm eighteen forty nine? Right. For this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. Yeah. How do you think they? How do they think they looked? I mean, they weren't supposed to have anything to do. Yeah. With the Gentiles, and it, it's in you know we we came across in verse seven there uh, another therefore. Mm-hmm. And when you follow that back, you know, just as we've been saying, you know, talking about receiving, receiving those that take part in these things and not to be too, too rough on them. And then therefore receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Yeah. So Christ forgave and looked past all those things that, that perhaps, <clears throat> you know, that we Anybody who's in Christ, Christ looked past all those things, didn't hold a grudge, didn't right. didn't put those stumbling blocks in front of us, but gave us a free and open passage into His into His grace if we just obey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, we better stop there. Is that enough? All right. Yeah, thirty-one minutes. Wow. Well, if you've been with us this long, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next time.